Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, friends, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And I'm Christy Purifoy. And it is with awe and wonder and gratitude that we celebrate today four years of podcasting together. Today, friends, it's our state of the podcast reckoning, and it's a good one. Man, it's been so good to look back and to realize what we absolutely got right from episode one and what we just now realized by episode 298. So to those of you who've been with us since the beginning and those who met up with us along the way, we're so glad you're here. May you find the kind of satisfaction that we talk about in today's conversation and all the ones still to come. Get comfy. Here we go. Lisa Joe, I have a little notebook on my desk here. I often do when we sit down to record our podcast, and sometimes I'll jot a little note to myself or a quotation I want to share. Today, Lisa Joe, I wish you could see it. it. It's covered in numbers. I have a lot of numbers in my notes today. <laughs> this is very unusual for us. <laughs> we are not known for our mathematical <laughs> finesse and ability here at the Out of the Ordinary podcast. Um, but first of all, I have to show at the top, the first number I wrote down, well, then I had to scratch it out because I wrote down Did that we've been six? doing this. I wrote five years, <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And then I got on with you and we checked our dates and then I crossed it out <laughs> four years. But that does not in any way, shape or form diminish the fact that we are celebrating something really cool, really amazing, something that has us just in awe at this moment. And that is that almost exactly to the day, four years ago, it was September 11th. Here's some more of the numbers I have written down because we had to look it up. We had to check. September 11th, 2018, you and I sent out into the world episode number one of the Out of the Ordinary podcast. And here we are. If you're listening, friends, today when the episode is new, it's Wednesday again. It's September again. It's the 14th. The year is 2022. And we have been at this sharing conversations with you for four years exactly. Wow. It's a birthday. It's, it's an anniversary. And we're headed into year number five. So I, I'll claim yeah. your five that you had Thank the top you. of okay. the worksheet. Okay. We're not headed into year number six, which I originally thought because sometimes it feels that way. <laughs> I told uh, I listeners, I mentioned to Lisa Joe before we started, if you, and this is not just because I'm so bad at math, but I said, if you told me that we'd been doing this for eight years, I would believe you. It really feels... <laughs> It feels like we've been doing it for ages. And I mean that in a good way. I can't actually remember a time when you and I were not regularly creating together, talking together, checking in. Um, I mean, we have our constant Voxer conversation always up and running. I don't actually remember what my life was like before you and I were working that closely together. And I'm glad. And that's why when I say, like, I would believe you if you told me it was eight years ago, I think why I feel that way and why that is, um, like, such a good thing. But, okay, listeners, so it's an anniversary. What are we going to do? We've just finished up our summer series, which I must say I thought was 
awesome. Those were episodes that I made sure to re-listen to, even though I had recorded them with you, Lisa Joe. Um, but we finished up our How to Hack It summer series, and now we are easing back into autumn, um, and we're easing back into longer conversations, soulful conversations. And we're starting today with a state of the podcast, uh, a look back, uh, uh, reflections, like time to really think about this thing that we've been doing um, and not just go on doing it, but we are going to go on doing it. We're heading into another year and we're committed and we um, are eager and we're ready and uh, we're um, just, I think, excited to just pause here. Um, here again in September um, with episode 198, almost 200 episodes after our beginning. I think it's time, Lisa Joe, to, to reflect, to look back, to, to ask ourselves some questions and maybe even share some more stories about why we started, why we keep going, what, it, what it's all about. I like that. I like that before we got started today, you had described how podcasting with someone can feel like a marriage, especially yeah. four years in, you know, that we're not newlyweds anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not podcast newlyweds. We've learned a lot about each other. And so before we kind of pick some of those threads of what this married podcast relationship is like and what does creating a podcast look like and what do we get out of it and what do we what have we learned from it and who are we compared to who we were four years ago Mm -hmm. I just wanted to pause and say listeners if you have never done it before today would be a great day to send us a love note in a form of a review we would really appreciate that it's super fun for us to go back and see who's listening what resonated and if you haven't before and even if you have you can leave us a review and say how long you've been listening for or if you please social media you're welcome to tag us i'm at lisa joe baker and you can get christy at christy purifoy but leave a review tag us on socials tell us how long you've been listening for you know what are some of your favorite episodes we'd love to hear that where in the world are are you listening from? We're always surprised that there seem to be people all over the world tuning in for these conversations that used to take place on the third floor of an old farmhouse in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And now half of the marriage is there and the other half is sitting <laughs> in a tiny writing cabin just outside of Washington, D.C. That's right. And we're still at it. And it is like a marriage. Um, and when I said that, here's here's what I was thinking of. I think it's a metaphor that's true in a lot of ways. But here's what was in my head is that uh, we're friends. We're longtime friends. In that sense, we've, we've chosen each other. We've chosen this friendship. Um, I've told stories, too, as well on this podcast about how I really credit you with that, Lisa Joe. You're good at friendship. You're a good friend. And I think early on, you kept choosing me. <laughs> you kept sort of drawing me back in and pursuing me. So even when we our families moved far apart, and I, in my just introvertedness and in my sort of solitariness and my tendency to just get stuck in my head, and um, you were always, you know, reaching out and, and uh, reminding me um, just how much uh, we share and how much fun we have you know, sharing conversations. I remember you would call me out of the blue because we just had to talk about the newest Harry Potter novel or, you know, whatever it was, uh, inviting me to your, you know, to travel to your home when you were in Michigan. So even though there was always this geographic distance, like you were so good about choosing 
me and choosing our friendship um, until it just really became this solid thing that I, I, um, you know, felt like the foundation of it and I didn't question it anymore. I mean, that was years ago and that, you know, it's, it's just been this, this thing like my spouse that I can just rely on and trust. And I know like you and our friendship will always be there. Um, I really credit you with that. So it's, it's a marriage in that sense, the the chosenness of it, but also because yes, listeners, you know, we have things in common, but we also have significant differences. And so if I had four years ago, let's just say, I wanted to become a podcaster. I wanted to share a podcast with the world. And I approached it, you know, as a as a business proposition. And I wrote up a proposal for my podcast. And if I was going to partner with someone, I, I might have chosen someone who is, let's say, also interested in gardening like me. And we'll talk about gardening or someone who, oh, maybe it's a theology podcast. I'd love to talk about ideas and theology. Maybe we'll do a theology co- uh, podcast. But because we didn't start with a podcast, we started with the friendship. We started with the conversations. What has emerged is a lot more like a marriage in that I'm very aware of our differences. So here's an example, listeners. Here's a little bit of letting you in behind the scenes. Sometimes over our years of podcasting, when we sit down together to do it, um, we've gotten into a regular rhythm lately of of sitting down on a Friday to record for our Wednesday episode. So it's the end of the week, the end of the work week. And sometimes, you know, we come and we're just tired. Maybe it's been a hard week and uh, we're committed to doing it. But, you know, we're just, we're ready for the weekend. We're feeling the, the tiredness. And so when that happens, we often sit down and we acknowledge, oh my gosh, let's, let's do something easy today. What would be easy? And uh, we've learned over the years, we know now that easy to you, Lisa Jo, means one thing, and I'll let you describe it, but easy to me means another. So I, you know, I might say like, well, let's just talk about some idea, some concept. I've been mulling this idea over. And that to me feels easy just to sit down and talk about an idea. But you have another idea of easy. And so the fact that we are different in that way, I think has shaped the podcast and shaped our conversations in a way that better serves our listeners because they're not just getting what I prefer. They're not just getting what you prefer. They're getting both and they're watching us sort of meet in the middle and offer both in a way that I think is um, a kind of dynamic you also often see in marriages where the things that might be hard in that marriage, the, the, the differences where you can feel yourself rubbing against the other person um, often become a strength of the marriage that we can complement one another. So I do think that you and I complement one another in our conversations because, and you know it, what's the formula? I love ideas and, and you I love, love stories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Why I, do you love stories, Lisa Joe? <laughs> what is it about stories? I mean, you love stories too, but we love them for different reasons. I think you love stories because of the ideas that stories unpack. And I like stories because of the connections between people that they give us. And so for me, it's much easier to sit down and tell a story because it re- it's sort of like I'm just describing what I see in my head, right? It's a memory or it's something that really impacted me from childhood or something funny or meaningful. I I describe the thing, the story itself, the structure. But Christy always wants to understand, but what does that mean for our listeners? Mm-hmm. And I always want to mm-hmm. say, 
I mean, whatever they take away is what it means. Like, what do you mean? What does it mean? <laughs> so Christy always makes me feel like she wants to do homework when she wants to understand the ideas. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? But why does it matter that we have, that we tell the story? And yeah, you're so right. I think it's not just made me a better friend or a better podcaster. It's made me a better writer in general to really pay attention, not just to the story, but to the meaning behind the story, to the concepts we're unpacking. Um, and it's given me a place to grow. And I think it's done the same for Christy. Yeah, that's our hope as listeners that you would grow too through having these two friends who both love stories and ideas, but would kind of like a dance tend to lead with one of them over the other. And I remember in the beginning, it was like a language glitch. Like I would say, what, what are you talking about? Like, here's the list. I remember we would make lists of different, I would make lists of stories that we could touch on. Like, here are fun stories we could talk about from our lives. And then you would be like exhausted at the thought of trying to unpack stories until you could attach like a concept or an idea. And I would want to be shoving that idea out the door. Like, why are you get out? Like, this isn't a place for ideas. We're doing storytelling in here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And that is one thing that has, has become so much easier, not because the difference is gone. It's still absolutely there. But we have, we've, we've learned from each other. I've absolutely learned from you. I've, I have become more I think more at ease as a storyteller, more confident. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't naturally feel confidence as a storyteller, but you have always, you know, reassured me that once I get going and I start sharing something, I am telling a story and, and it is okay. And so, yes, we've changed, we've shaped e each other, we've encouraged each other, but, but we aren't different entirely different people. And those core, you know, leanings are still absolutely there. And I think now we know how to work with them, or at the very least, we accept that the difference is there so that I know now when you come on a Friday, if you are extra tired and you just want to tell a story, then I, I have, I know I have that choice in that moment to either just go with it or to just figure out how to fit myself with it, with it and vice versa. Cause we just know that this is the dynamic and, and, and it's not, it's not, essentially just going away. And, uh, but we see the value of it. And, um, and yeah, I think our listeners have as well. And man, Lisa, we started with some good stories. We did. We did. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Back. It was some great, fun great stories. Just, and, you know, we're, if you're new to the show, we're, we didn't make up stories. <laughs> we no, were, no. We're sharing essentially stories from our reflections, from our own lives that we always hoped would inform our listeners in some way. So not just as a form of navel gazing, but as a form of offering a bridge into something else. Like, here's a story that happened that was meaningful to me. I mean, one of my favorites of all time will still be describing sitting in Zimbabwe um, at the new millennium outside under the trees, eating this three-course meal. It had been a drought for months and months and months and how the heavens opened and the rain poured down and the cucumber soup splashed up into the beards of all the farmers who would not get up because they were worried it would jinx the rain if they left and they ate that whole meal in the pouring rain. I mean, for me, I can be back there. I can step through time as I share those stories. But I think for me, what's also been beautiful about our conversations is discovering the layers there I might not have paid attention to before. So in bringing those stories to you and you pulling at 
threads and wanting to understand what is it that's deeper to the story. It adds color and layer and dimension and texture when I think about those stories now too. And I love though that at, at its core, like the reason we began these conversations four years ago is because of a goal that is the same for us now. I would go so far as to say it's more true. So when we started this podcast and we were talking about how ordinary life matters so much to us because it's extraordinary. My husband was the one who had said at the time, oh, you should call it out of the ordinary, you know, because it's coming out of ordinary life and it's extraordinary. It's something special. And, you know, if you've never been to our show page, you can go to outoftheordinarypodcast.com and right at the top, it says this, it says, welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. In a world that loves bigger, better, fast, and famous, longtime friends and authors, Christy and Lisa Joe are here to remind you that the very best stories actually grow out of the soil of ordinary life. And I've got to say, like, when we started that and we wrote that four years ago, I mean, I believed it. I was a person writing about motherhood and my kids and my home life. But I think I was writing then out of a place of just, I wouldn't say naive, but just sort of a like a genuinely um, kind, but a bit of an oblivious, <laughs> you know, walking through life. And I think as we get older and we walk through harder seasons, it refines for us what is important. And if anything, that claim to be able to say that the best stories grow out of the soil of ordinary life has become like refined through fire over the last four years and has emerged like a shining diamond, like pure gold that I am convinced now more than ever in a world in love with its own celebrity and status and names and how the church has got caught up in it. All of us have struggled, especially those of us in the world of publishing. I mean, as writers, we know what that's like. But so it's because of that. And then because of just my my own aging, my sense of mortality, the struggles in our health we've all walked through the last few years, I have a, a greater sense of just the tenuous relationship we have with life <laughs> and how precious these places are where God has planted us and said, this is yours. I put you in this garden, in this family, in this suburb, in this zip code, in this country, in this language with these people. And I ask you to name and to have dominion and to be fruitful and to multiply. And so, the DNA of all of that, the seeds that germinate are the people who are our immediate people and who may never be people whose names are known on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram or a news headline or whatever the next best thing is. But it's because of that that those people become more and more precious in a world that's louder and louder and just sort of screaming for whatever the next big thing is. I sense in myself how it's almost like we're drowning in it. And mm. these ordinary things are life preservers that keep our head above the water and help us to keep breathing. Um, the right kind of Holy Spirit air is how I would describe it, because these are the best stories, because they're the ones God has given us and named us characters in the story. And so to stay in the story He's given us, rather than to constantly want to claw our ways to a bigger, better story, really has become the calling of, of, I'll just say, my life. I won't speak for you, Christy, but certainly for mine. Yeah, I I resonate with that as well. I think um, 
looking back four years ago in sort of joining hands with you. Yeah, it was a decision personally and out of friendship, but also professionally. We were both writers. We're both putting books out. You know, I think there was a sense for both of us. Well, who knows what 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 might happen when we work together and and we put we share a podcast with the world. And when you're younger, and and I do feel like like the world itself, we've we've aged in four years. Yeah. Like, dramatically. Uh, like that, and I think that, yeah, I think that may be why I, that, that also goes back to why I said it feels longer because so much has happened and, and uh, yeah, we'll maybe even say a bit more about, well, what has happened? I mean, number one, like our children have practically grown up, but so it's been a, it's been a long four years. And I think I could say when we started four years ago, even though I too believed what we were writing, that it's the ordinary things that matter. It's the daily things that matter. We're going to tell the stories that remind us all of that. I have needed that reminder every bit as much as I imagined our listeners would. I um, I would have said then that I was holding loosely to any sense of like the podcast is going to make us well-known, we're going to grow huge, we're going to have success and whatever success means, or maybe my next book will be a bestseller. And, you know, you're there, you can go through quite a bit of life thinking, well, maybe this next thing is going to be the thing that changes Mm. everything. Yeah. Um, The Willy Wonka golden ticket. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe my golden ticket is right around the corner. And I think like you, what, has just been impressed on me more and more in these four years is that there is no golden ticket and that that is actually good news. <laughs> like that is actually okay. Um, if not good news, like it's it's as it should be. And I, I am no longer quite, I, I'm really no longer focused on on even the idea of a golden ticket around the corner. Instead, there is just this faithfulness to trying to be faithful to the things I'm I'm called to be, which um, for me means a kind of easiness in our podcasting, a a little less pressure, um, a little more of an ability to just enjoy it and be grateful for, you know, all the ways that it helps me see my life with fresh eyes and see my ordinary life with fresh eyes. And and that to me is the out of the ordinary, Um, not the Willy Wonka golden ticket. I've won a million bucks. My life is totally did not that, but just like slowly, gradually, a real clear-eyed sense of just the goodness of ordinary life and and the good gifts that that God offers in ordinary life and and the nearness of death and the hard things that that um, as difficult as they are do help keep our eyes on our Maker, um, keep us you know from from um you know value valuing the wrong things you know keep us um you know with with eyes on heaven not just on you know on earth and and all of that and so yeah i i feel it too lisa joe i feel it too that the things that we we knew to be true four years ago we now know in deeper ways we now know um just more 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 completely and Maybe in four more years, we'll we'll say, "Yep, it's even more true." Um, so I feel, I feel both less, um, less, I don't know, less sort of dazzled by 
by the dream of possible success and more just grateful for what is just ordinary life and also more aware that, yeah, ordinary life is sometimes so hard (laughs) that we come to the podcast and say, like, we've run out of things to say, and now we're going to do an entire season talking about books because we did that too. (laughs) We did do that for a year. (laughs) I think it's, so here I am now going to talk about ideas a little bit, but when you talk about success, and I think the thing about success or golden tickets is there's the sense in which it's never satisfied. So, you know, whether, listener, you have a podcast or not, you know how that feels, this elusive sense that I'm chasing this thing that that everybody else tells me I should want. And yet I feel constantly empty or hungry. And, you know, chocolate factories are like that. They can't actually satisfy you like all of that sugar in the way that you want it to. And so there's a difference between success and then what I would describe as satisfaction. And satisfaction is a kind of fullness. It's about being full. And to be full, you have to be content because we can strive after success, which is like an all-you-can-eat Las Vegas buffet that's never done 24-7 and you can just gorge yourself and like the Romans did, make yourself throw up and gorge yourself more and there is never satisfaction ever. And we live in a 24-7 news cycle and social media cycle and scandal cycle and there is just constant rise and fall in the pursuit of success. But I think here on the other side of 45 and now closer to 50, the goal has to be what does satisfaction look like? And my prayer for listeners is that you find work and community and friendships and family and and people who satisfy you in the way that God has created us to be full. It's interesting that the the word shalom that we translate as peace actually means wholeness. There's a sense in which it's a kind of a fullness. And I think that's the place I, I I feel grateful to arrive, Christy. And you know, I more than any other can struggle with, with, with golden ticket chocolate factory dreams and not even dreaming them, but then worrying, should I be dreaming them? <laughs> like, have yeah, I, have yeah. I given up? Like, am I a loser? <laughs> Cause I don't aspire in that way. You know, what does that mean? But these conversations, they are a meal that satisfies. And I think a lot about Jesus's invitation to the table. When he offers communion, which is a meal intended to satisfy in small bits and pieces, right? Like, here's my body, here's my blood, like, and it, it's, it's a one bite is enough kind of deal, which reminds me of the, the way bread, right? That the elves made, the lembas, um, that, that just a small mouthful satisfies you. It's enough. And I think maybe enoughness is a very rare concept in our world today. And if we can offer a place here weekly where you can sit at the table and look at your life, your completely regular life. So whether you commute or you're in a carpool or you're a teacher or you stay at home or you're retired or you're a new mom, but that you could look at that on a Wednesday and say, oh, it is enough. It is enough. It's enough. Yeah. That that would be satisfaction for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got goosebumps when you said that, Lisa Joe. Like you just reminded me. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> That's why we started. That's what we knew we needed. That's mm-hmm. what we wanted to share. That's what we still need. And that's why we keep going because we also need these reminders. This like good discipline weekly of like looking at where we actually are <laughs> and saying right. it's. 
uh, it's still good and God is still good and this is enough and and I have enough and I'm here even when it's hard, um, when it's good and when it's hard, I have enough and, and just to be able to sift that and tell those stories like... Yeah, so one of the questions I sort of had also jotted down my little paper, I thought, well, maybe we'll ask ourselves, like, why do we keep going? And um, I do think that is that is one answer, at least for me, like, to, to, to have that regular reminder to stop, to look at what I actually have, what is where I actually am, what is actually happening, um, what my life looks like today, my ordinary life today, and to say, oh, it's good. It's enough. I'm okay. We're okay. Look at us. We're okay. We're here, you know? <laughs> and um, and it's it's hard to do that in in regular life. And so, yeah, our hope is that on Wednesdays, we're, we're still inviting you into that pause, that kind of conversational storytelling pause, because we need it and 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 we believe, you know, everyone needs it because, man, life has a lot of momentum, a lot of forward momentum. You know, we're always looking ahead. We're putting things on our calendar. We're, you know, making plans. We're setting goals. And that that is a necessary part of living. Absolutely. Um, but like, where in that are you? Are we pausing to say, but where am I right now? What's happening right now? And that's, yeah, that's, that's what this podcast has been about. And I think that's what, that's what we'll keep doing. And that is why, Lisa Joe. I feel like, you know, here we are, state of the podcast. We're going to give a little even more insight into how we do things here. That is why I think that you and I rarely plan our conversations. Right. Rarely. Now, there are exceptions. Like this summer, we wanted to do some fun summer series. And so we sat down, we planned, and I, I think it was awesome. You know, we um, had our party personality series, which was so fun. And um, then our Hackett series where we just, you know, helped our listeners kind of in more practical ways, you know, grow that daily life that matters. But typically, typically we don't do that. Sometimes we'll have a series, we'll plan a couple weeks out. But I would say most often you and I sit down on a Friday and we look at each other and we say, okay, what are we talking about today? And then we just start talking. It's, you know, and then we find you, it. It's, it's like freeform art because it's <laughs> one of the things you said I really liked when you described the podcast. You said it's one of the few places in your life that you have a space for artistic creation to share in ways you don't anywhere else. And I thought about that and realized that's so true. Like as writers, we have pretty good structure we should <laughs> when we're writing um, in our jobs we do too but there are places and conversations we want to be able to have that just unpack ideas or stories that matter that we believe have a multiplier effect is is what we're trying to accomplish we're not just trying to sit to talk to each other we're trying to have conversations that actually are sustenance to you the listener and that it has a multiplier effect that when we are thankful when we pause and we break bread and we are thankful for what god has given us and then we can pass that on to other people that is our hope but it gives us a chance for that artistic exercise of what can we bring to the table today to me it sort of feels like a sunday night when you're trying to do a dinner for your family and there's really not much and you're like looking in the fridge and then you put together like a fun well, you guys call them snacky boards i know we've talked about uh -huh. this where you have yeah, like yeah you know, a charcuterie of all kinds of leftovers. And then it's abundance and it's beautiful and it's unexpected and it feeds you and 
fun ways. I think that's one of our goals for each other, at least when we sit down together, is that it hasn't been one more structured thing. Instead, mm-hmm. it's kind of like all week, I feel like I'm gathering ingredients and thinking, huh, what is this going to make? Like, what what's going to turn out? And then by the time we're done recording, I am satisfied. Like, I had a meal. I ate all these things from the week that felt scattered, you know, created this beautiful cohesive casserole. <laughs> yeah, I... I- I mean, so many times, Lisa Joe, and here is just real authenticity, real honesty. So many times we've sat down to record and we're both feeling a heaviness or an uncertainty or a, I don't know that much, or, or maybe just a blah, blah. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just a week, like any other week. It's just a day. I don't know. Looking forward to the weekend. I'm not really sure. It doesn't feel like anything important is going on. And we've started there. And then we've said a prayer and we've started talking before we even hit record. And then we hit record at some point. And then when we finish, and then you and I look at each other and say, wow, where did that come from? Or, oh my gosh, I really needed that. Or can you believe we ended up there? And and then we're smiling and we feel this lightness. And uh, and then we go into our weekend like, wow, it's a often just such a gift to go into the weekend with that that just sense of like surprise like somehow in showing up and offering we have also received and um and and that's my those are like my most common memories of just like the surprise of like wow <laughs> we all we did was show up and this is what this is what came out of it um and i think yeah i want to keep going just to keep experiencing that like that move from like i don't i don't know i think i don't have anything life is just life to like <gasps> life wow you know <laughs> i know because that's what we want our <laughs> listeners to feel too like that's our hope that you start listening and you think huh their day sounded like my day like their week was kind of blah like my week and then by the end i hope you're looking at your week and going oh wow hadn't noticed that before it does matter yeah. like someone does <laughs> yeah. see me like my story is significant this is my part of the garden of eden like that is where we live like god has given us parts of his kingdom and said come on in be fruitful multiply what are you going to do with it and so for us it's a creative exercise in i feel like in thinking and in friendship and in communicating it engages a lot of different spaces in our heads um that that itself seems to bear fruit beyond the conversation. Mm-hmm. It does. And I and I see it, um, you know, when our listeners leave reviews or when they, they share comments, but even just in my day, my own day-to-day life, family or friends who are also podcast listeners. And I, I never know who's who because I do not ask people. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to know, right? Because yeah, yeah. it doesn't, I don't, I don't want right. that to enter into our friendship. It, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but then, so I'm often surprised when a friend or a family member will say, oh, okay, so this week on the podcast, and then they like contribute to the conversation right. or they say, I really appreciated this. Or it's such a delight to be reminded again and again, oh, we, we are doing the thing like we're, we're talking to one another and others are listening and they have responses and it, you know, every once in a while I get that glimpse into the, um, into the richness of it, which is, is I think what we were alluding to in that, I guess it was our initial podcast title. So what, what was it? Small. Everything big starts small. Everything big starts small. And so that word big is weighted. What does mm. that mean? What mm. counts as big? But I feel like I would say with confidence, like we've grown the big thing. And that's not about, I don't even know what 
size were supposed to be four years on or I don't, you know me, I, I neglect to ever even look at, I don't even actually know where I'm supposed to go to find out like listener stats for our podcast. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm, I've got a partner because I, I lose track of the, the number of details. But, but we have, we started small and we've grown a richness, a big thing in our own lives. And I hope in many of our listeners' lives too. Like I think we've, we've done what we set out to do, even though I know that I didn't totally understand four years ago what we were setting out to do. Um, but we've done it. And and we're going to go on. So here we are. We're heading into five, five, year five, fifth, sixth now season. We're heading year into five, the fifth year. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's and we're going to go on doing it. And I'm 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 looking forward to these conversations because I'll know I know that I'll be surprised as well. I, I want to talk about you know some of the transitions. So when we started, we we did this math as well. When we started, I had a I had a young my youngest in kinder. So she must have just started kindergarten. I had a fourth grader, a seventh grader, and a ninth grader. So I had little kids and some middle school kids. And um, and now, you know, a couple weeks ago, sent that ninth grader off to college. Like, that's how fast things change. And and the little one is really not so little. Um, and that's a lot of change in four years. And and um, being in a different season means ordinary life looks very different now. So there are new stories to tell. And I think that's been also the gift of the podcast is that when we started, we were sort of drawing on our past and telling all these old stories, mm, right? True. Some of them from childhood. And we still do that. You know, there's always new stories to remember, but we just had all these old stories to draw on. And then I know we came to a point where we felt like we had told all our stories. Right. Like, I, I, we're we're out of stories. But the wild thing is, is that you keep living, daily life keeps happening, and new stories <laughs> keep sprouting up. Right. They do. And so it has become our job to be paying attention, to be paying attention to the stories and to figure out what in them is for others, w- which stories are sort of ready to share and to offer up, or or even which stories are sort of halfway there, but they're still, they need to be talked about. And so I, I know with confidence, like, we're living stories now, and we will be this year that are 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 ours to share. Um, and we don't always know yet what they are. So we want to say to our listeners, come back. We've got good things for you. And we too shall be surprised <laughs> when we tell those stories. I know. I feel like maybe I'll end with this image I had as you were speaking. I was thinking, you know, I am from South Africa originally, and my dad's people are all from sort of the deep, rich interior of the country of South Africa called the Karoo, which is kind of like South Africa's outback. It's dry and barren. There's nothing there. Scrubby little bushes that very hardy sheep can survive on. (laughs) Windmills that pockmark the distance and big open plains. And if you're going to go out riding or walking, you better take supplies with you. Like that is not a place you want to run out of water or food. You need to be prepared. And I was thinking about how Africa houses Kilimanjaro, this mountain. And I have a friend whose family had actually hiked up Kilimanjaro. And she described how it's so impossible even to really carry all your stuff. There's You're so exhausted and you're in difficult climate and you're hiking and there are these Sherpas who hike with you and they will carry 
these giant packs on their back with all of the supplies. And they, when you wake, they'll wake you up in the morning and set you on the journey. And then they will pack up camp and then hike past you, ahead of you, to, to make camp ready for when you arrive. And they're so strong and acclimated to the, the mountains and to the weather conditions. And, um, you know, always in history, whether here in the States, you know, out in the Badlands or hiking in the mountains or in Africa, often you'll see something like that on a daily level. Like there might be a little shepherd's hut or a lean-to where someone has left supplies, whether it's water, canteen, or matches or blankets. And it's sort of an unspoken rule that if you are out in the bush or the wilderness, you are welcome to come and help yourself to these things that have been left, knowing someone will come who needs it. And for me, as we talked today, just felt like four years ago, we could not have known Christy, that you and I would need these conversations. And it was as if God went ahead, knowing that we started from a place of sort of inexperienced optimism and (laughs) and a life that had softer edges than it's had for us the last few years. And, And that God knew that. And it's as if he went ahead and planted these conversations, knowing we would need the food and the water and the respite and the connection that these conversations have brought us over the last four years. And so I think as I sit here now, I feel like my eyes are a little wider open. I'm sure four years from now, I will be looking back surprised at how little I realized was ahead. Um, But I know now that these conversations, they will go ahead and they will make the way for us and they will leave supplies and food and sustenance that I know we can travel along behind. And, And we hope listeners bring you with us as we walk each week from conversation to conversation and rest in its shade and eat its food and drink its water and are nourished and satisfied and full. And man, we sure hope you feel the same way too. Mm, I love that, Lisa Joe. Thank you. I, I feel, yeah, in some ways we're we're less naive than we were four years ago. And also I feel more settled, more at peace, mm. even knowing <laughs> that life is maybe um, not as glittery as I hoped <laughs> you know, it would be, yeah. um, that it has some real shadows. And yet somehow that I can be even more at peace um, in that recognition, I know, is because of these conversations. Um, So thank you, listeners. Thank you for everyone who's been with us, especially like all four years. I love it when people share. I've been listening since the beginning, but then I also really love it when some of you tell us, I just started and I loved it so much. I went back to episode one and I'm listening to all of them. That is that means a lot. And uh, and so this wouldn't matter. This wouldn't be a thing without you. Lisa, Joe, and I would have just gone on, you know, sharing our conversations as we always have as friends. But to share it with you all has um, just made it, um, you know, that much more precious to us. And so thank you. You're a part of it. You're at this table with us. And we're just so grateful. So We'll keep gathering, we'll keep pulling up the chairs, we'll keep listening and sharing and um, receiving and passing on. And I feel a real, just like I can kind of like, oh, okay, oh, good, not afraid, I'm not afraid, um, mm. I'm, I'm ready to keep going and um, 
And so thank you and and onward, onward and upward on the Out of the Ordinary podcast. (laughs) 